Tonight on Sidetracked, Katie Johnson, our East Coast PR and correspondent, joins us to talk about Gordyville Weekend and Camera Tech. It's radio for one, or maybe two. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. And we're back for the, I guess, the official start of 2017 and the official one-year mark for this lunacy we try calling a show. It's something. It is indeed something. Most people would think a really piss poor Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, but... Great heavens! What kind of radio show is this? One where we drink a lot. Well, not so much lately. <laughs> yeah, he's, he says when there's no beer No on alcohol table. whatsoever. Well, well, there's that. Well, but, there's that. But that just kind of lives in here, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's the mascot. Our mascot's Crown Royal, even better. <laughs> Crown Royal Apple. Oh, so not much on the show for today. Wait, yeah, yeah, we do. We've got Gordyville, we've got Kentucky Invitational, and you know what? Kentucky Invitational is way overrepresented. We saw uh, the uh, Backstreet Boys reject Kenny Eggleston arrive yesterday in uh, Lexington or whatever that town is, and and his LOL T-shirt. Yep, his LOL T-shirt. And uh, I do believe he's staying the night with Uncle Zeke tonight. Or no, he's with, he stayed the night with Uncle Zeke last night. We'll be with the Godfather today and tomorrow. He must and not have shown Uncle Zeke. Uncle Zeke. His, he must not have shown Uncle Zeke a suitcase because Uncle Zeke would have stolen those pants. <laughs> oh man, Uncle Zeke would think he'd be back on Eight Mile or something. You know, that was Kenny. 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 I didn't know they had Abercrombie and Fitch out in Utah. But that is not a place where you need to go shopping for jeans. Well, things don't go well with Uncle Zeke. He can cozy up to that modern art horse he was fondling earlier. That was creepy. I've never seen somebody... Well, we're not going to go there. Keep oh, it clean, please. You've seen it. <laughs> I'm sure he's just really impressed with the amount of electricity available uh, in Kentucky, which is really, really scary. Because blow his mind if he actually came up, <laughs> came up to a civilized area, but uh, nope. Got uh, Kenny, Dave, and the Godfather, of course, down there representing the Kentucky Invitational this weekend, and two people from uh, Pulling Radio Network gonna be in Gordyville. Myself representing Sidetracked, and back on the airs with us. Katie Johnson with Trackside with Katie Johnson. So actually, I do believe she's going to talk to us tonight, which I don't want to talk about how much it costs for us to get a female on the show again. You'll notice it hasn't. It's been since what, April? Since the last well, time? Since you know, Melissa we, was on. <laughs> well, we had to pay off all those court fees before we could do it. Uh, and, you know, restraining orders that. and all that. Still can't 
So much for an ounce for, for empty pocket pullers, but oh well. <laughs> Actually, no, I did get to see Michelle down in, or Melissa down in uh, Bowling Green. So, and she actually called out to me. So, I'm hoping that friendship might be mending. You know, I that's mean, a good thing. God, I hope so. Well, I hope you don't screw it up <laughs> with Katie because you got to spend the weekend with her, or else she'll just refuse to acknowledge you. Do people ever really acknowledge me? Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Excuse me, are you Andrew said Here, I have to hand you these papers. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, could you come with us, please? <laughs> uh, all right, officer, but can I finish my beer first, please? <laughs> Am I allowed to smoke in the back of the cruiser? <laughs> <laughs> Don't I get one final wish, you know, a departure cigarette or something? All I right. mean... Here, there's about five left in this pack. Can you lay them all? It's going to be a minute. <laughs> but no, uh, Katie, you going to be on with us. But representing Gordyville, action getting going today. Of course, Wednesday as we record that timey-wimey shit that Nick Late's playing. But uh, saw already one test pass of a IH articulated. And I'm sure as we are co- recording right now, the test passes are taking place. Uh, I can't wait to see video coming down there. The track looks amazing as always, and definitely we'll be finding out where the weak parts are. Oh, for sure, because it sounds like the insurance people were a little bit pissed off about how things went down last year, and the reins are going to be tightened. Yeah, kind of let the let everything run away, but I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of... You're still going to have people in the sand. Yeah, somebody's going to get there, but I don't think it's going to be quite... We're like not going to have people year. going over the pile and... I'm sure social media videos of the tractor sitting on top of the pile did not help anything with the insurance adjuster. No. Well, not the worst thing that's happened there. No, no, no. That, the tires. That tire coming off and going over the and hitting the wall, you know, 10 feet above people's heads, that was probably We got to find that video for you, Nick. It is insane. Tire broke off, what, about half track? Something like that. And uh, went shooting up, and big sandburn. I mean, sandburn's, what, 15 feet tall, probably? Easily. 12, 15. Tire hit that, went up, and hit the building, and bounced back down the wall of the building. So. And thankfully, nobody was in the walkway when that happened. Yeah, that could have been bad. And uh, What are we talking, like a, a tractor rear tire? Yeah. Or? yeah. Uh, oh, 24, yeah. 24, 532, you know, probably weighs, what, 800 pounds. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. I couldn't. I think it was a Polar 2000. I didn't get a really good chance. So Polar 2000, presumably with some of the axles still attached to the center of it, also possibly. Yeah, you know, yeah I, not like it would squish you if it fell on you, let alone came rocketing across to Narina. Well, the nice part is whoever it hit, they would never know it hit them. Good point. No, yeah, that's just done. But uh, no great lineups. Looking, uh, see the class orders. Kind of interested in what they're doing with the pro stocks down there, uh, dividing them up. Uh, yeah. A little shootout, but interesting little shootout idea. Although when you watched them draw for it, it seemed like complication for the sake of complication. But yeah, 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 I noticed that. But you know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to talk Gordyville here later on in the show. You know, I mean, that's basically going to be the meat and potatoes. But you've got some interesting topics that we're going to cover. Kind of works in well with our guests. So yeah, yeah. I want to get into a little bit on on camera tech. It's interesting for me because I started really getting serious with photography last summer. Want to do some more. Want to get into some more equipment. And I know uh, Dave Whalen was on with uh, Adam and Ray 
on Tuesday night. They did talk a little bit about photography. Oh, and, yeah, and Adam's show. Yeah, yeah, Adam's show. <laughs> and, but I wanted to follow on with that a little bit, and really it's it's radio for one if you're not interested, but I am, and it's, I, I want to see where I should be looking for equipment. I, I think Meyer might have something to talk about I with know this one. He, I know he will. I, know <laughs> he will. I, I might know one or two things about cameras. Yeah, just a bit. So We don't want to talk about the five camera bodies he's got lined up here, his assortment of lenses, <laughs> tripods, lights, and... I really don't want to know what that pointy thing's for. Don't ask. <laughs> That's for the extra custom shoots. <laughs> here, sit here. <laughs> so with that, uh, we'll start off obituaries this year, this week. Uh, yeah, and this year. This year. year. <laughs> um, nothing that really jumped out from the pulling standpoint, but there was one that hit motorsports as a full and... Charles, why don't you go on that one? Yeah, big surprise. I, I didn't really realize that he was even sick, and I don't think that he necessarily was. But uh, a legend in motorsports, Nick Arias Jr., passed away a couple of days ago. Um, he was one of the founding people when it comes to because the motorsports. Came up uh, in Southern California in the 40s as a kid, raced on the dry lakes, uh, did a little detour to Korea, that whole draft thing. Um, but when he came back, uh, he put his uh, knowledge that he had, he had garnered at uh, uh, Wayne Manufacturing and or Warren Manufacturing and uh, designing pistons and put together his own company with uh, uh, here's here's some big names. Uh, Bob Torres is not a name that I know, but Joe Paisano was one of his partners in Vinolia Piston Company. And when they had a disagreement and a falling out, Arius went on his own. And he's the guy. If, if you're into the uh, the Arius, the Fontana, or the Minor Brothers engine. You owe a debt of gratitude to uh, Nick Arias Jr. for coming up with the idea and creating his castings to put Hemi heads on a Chevy block. Yep. Aries has been the name for a long time. Uh, let's face it, for the guys really went true Hemi, they were, the 90s were dominated by mm-hmm. the Aries block. Yeah, and today they're still, certain guys will prefer them over the, the Hemi, the Chrysler Hemi, because of the rear main seal priority oiling. They, they feel like that's an advantage, and uh, as time went on, development went on, and Minor Brothers took it over. You know, they, they developed the ability to take the heads off without having to take the intake and supercharger off. I know Alan Johnson now has a has a Rodak TFX style block that can do the same thing. But uh, really, it started with the Arius design, and and right up, you know, the company's still in business and doing what they do. And, and even now, this this year, uh, they came out with a Hemi head to put on the LS. So it's still still Arius, still Hemi's on Chevys. That's you know and that that one was a big shock to me, but you know definitely our condolences to family, and I know it hits all of motorsports hard because well, let's face it, you want to build horsepower, you can't go wrong with an Arius block or engine setup. Period. No. So our condolences to their family. As always, you have a obituary you want us to highlight. Please get a hold of us ap at sidetrackpulling dot com or sidetracked on Facebook. Shoot us a Facebook message. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. That was you. <laughs> Our sound engineer, who basically berates us every week in case if we have one of a dinger dong, has been the one who's had the most issues lately. But then again, we will give you a little bit of slack because you have one, two, three, four Apple products all synced to each other, all in the same room right now and functioning. And yeah. I know it's always been fun for you chasing down which one's yelling at you at that one particular time. All right, which one of these damn things made that noise? <laughs> and with that, I will keep with my simple Android because, well, 
it works for idiots, obviously, because I can run it. So, next step is birthdays. Why don't you Birthday. lead off the way with that one, and we're going to skip the first one. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait for a minute for that guy. Uh, let's see. Uh, happy birthday to Mark Lensing, Steve Feldkamp, Jason Kirby, Joe Hilgendorf, Mark Doobie, David Doobie, Brent Gaffney, Chris Johnson, Barry Stern, Paul, and uh, that would be next week. We'll, we'll st- I'll stop there. Huh. Barry's getting old. That's right. January 11th. I should remember that one. You yeah, know, I got a Barry. couple of them. One I'm surprised you don't have. Uh, Joe Moore, another per- puller for a long time out there. And uh, a little part-time puller in the area, Dan Goulette. Happy birthday to him. But it looks like you got everybody else. Oh, wait. Should we... <sighs> Do yeah, I have to? We probably ought to. Do I have to? We probably ought to. Then I got to talk nice about him. Well, he, he still lets us play. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you, you were listening to Sidetrack, formerly on Public Radio Network. <laughs> I, I th- First off, before we even mention who it is, He's got to be lying about his age because he looks, what, 70, 75 by now? Yeah, yeah. And you really got to stop dyeing your hair and your, and your, your beard. It's, it's getting embarrassing. He must pay Kate a lot of money. A lot. A lot. Should I be buying stock in L'Oreal or whatever the hell he's using? I Just for men looks like shit. I mean, this is, this is pro stuff. <laughs> well, you probably should start swapping things considering, well... I think you're like the third oldest person on the network after, uh, let's see, goes uh, Kenny. Kenny, Eric, the and then, then me. Then yeah. Which I am no longer the youngest on the network. Woo! No. Katie's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, happy birthday, the Don of the network. Oh. <clears throat> Ray Taluki from that show that. Adam has them on every week. You know, uh, what is that? Uh, full pull with uh, Adam and Ray, you know. So that's who this is on my Facebook page. I've been seeing this name for so long, and I couldn't figure out who this Ty Lutkai guy was. Who? Him. Ty Lutkai. How do you say that? Oh, Deluki. Oh. Oh. He's Polot. Okay. <laughs> He can't be, though. There's too many vowels. I mean, look at this, Nick. Look at this. I don't see any C's or Z's or S's. You and I know Polish people. Yeah, that's that's Polish? I'm pretty sure it's gibberish. (laughs) (laughs) Not what he speaks on air, but I mean... uh, I don't know anything about this. I'm Scottish, German, and Hungarian. It's like pinky in the brain. I'm inside my head. Just get hammered, then try to take over the world. German. Ah, that's great. We will take over the world again. Yeah. There's that pipe dream gone. (laughs) 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 At least we got good beer. (laughs) Ah, but no, happy birthday, Ray. Uh, Actually, it's been one year since we first talked to him, too. Pretty close. Damn near. Pretty close. Tomorrow will be. It's our anniversary. I hope they got us flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they'll be sending the funeral wreath directly. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to wake up with a horse head. 
Oh. So enough about that guy. That's it. Once again, birthdays. Humbard. Get a hold of us. You know the place. If you can't find us on Facebook, it's your own problem. Because, well, just look for a bunch of lunatics. So. Isn't that most of Facebook? I was, was going to say, well, I do feel we're our own special, unique breed of lunatic. Um, looking for lunatics on Facebook is kind of, you know, like shooting fish in a barrel. You know somebody you don't have to look for on Facebook anymore? Ray Tellen. You don't have to look at no, all. No, you don't Everywhere have to look Everywhere you anywhere. turn, Ray Tellen's popping up. Cool video, Ray. I get it. it you could ride a pedal tractor drunk with some red glasses on. Well, your, your, PR, your PR team needs to just give it a breather. No kidding. I mean, you could at least hook a cordless drill up to the turbo or something, you know, lit a candle underneath, see so had some smoke coming out or CO2 fire extinguisher, something. Come on, man. Take it to the next level. Highly disappointed. But he still is unrivaled in his ability to set up a trailer for Tunica. <laughs> and I really, really appreciate It was a classy touch having the Macho Man glasses on while he did that. Oh, of course. But, well, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's uh, he's gone viral and famous. And, well, Ray's been viral for a while, but we didn't want to disclose it. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, you can't get close to him. A simple shot of penicillin will take care of anything from him. I'm being really mean to people today, and I really oh, don't know why. Sit your butt down in that office chair. I'm going to drag you across this garage year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so with that, we're going to take a break, and we're going to get our guest online with us, hopefully. She will talk to us. I mean, I did do a show with her Friday, so, and she didn't seem too scared, so we'll see. Now the moment of truth has come. <laughs> Take us out, Macho Man. You're listening to Sidetrack, yeah, on the Pulling Radio Network, yeah. Life Media Tech is your one stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. All right, and we're back with Sidetracked with Armstead and Poster. It's just Sidetracked now. I see a year of habit. Old habits done. And you know what? You know what? It it is the anniversary show. Ah. And joining us in studio, kind of literally, somewhat. She's looking very two dimensional today. Yeah. Best looking guest we've had on the show yet. But that don't take much. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that, that friendship repair you were doing, Melissa, you just ruined it. <laughs> There's the restraining order coming back. Oh. Anyways, Katie Johnson coming on with us tonight. Big return back to Pulling Radio Network. And you get a deal with us lunatics for, well, your second show back on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Wait, hold on. I just realized... We do video at Gordyville. Your first three shows back, we could do with me. Because we did Talk and Pulling. You did Sidetrack <laughs> now. 
Mm-hmm. And then we gotta do trackside. So who do you owe money to? <laughs> uh, let me pull out that list. <laughs> you don't want to know how much I paid to get on talking Poland. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gonna be a fun time. I was I had a absolute blast. Last year was my first year at Gordyville. Now my second time. Get to hang out with Poland again, Poland Radio Network again. Get to see my buddies from Beer Money again. It's oh, Schlitz. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> Schlitz. You have to call him Jason Schlitz. Yeah, it's not oh, Schultz. Oh, jeez. I don't even want to know why. Schlitz, Schlitz is Wisconsin beer. beer. Oh, okay. It's the only thing we could think of that was good out of Wisconsin. I mean, they got Milwaukee, <laughs> but nobody likes that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Sounds like Iron City. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I got Ooh, a Pittsburgh that gave family. Me chills so. of- Shotgunning beers over at Ferris because they were cheap and they're it's the only way you could drink them was shotgunning them. <laughs> Jenny Light or whatever it is. Right. Ray drinks. Genesee Light, yeah, whatever it is. Oh god. I think they'd have some higher class. Anyways, so Gordyville <laughs> underway right now, actually. Test passes, uh seeing uh Mr. Ryan Rusnick or I don't know how but I'm pronouncing his last name right, I always slaughter it. It sounds about right. I've never really had him tell me, but uh, going by the million times I've tried to pronounce it myself. Well, he's from, <laughs> he won't care. He's from West Michigan. He's got one of those. He's from Ahoma Gerber. Yeah, Fremont. Fremont. Yeah, Gerber baby food. Right from, if you had Gerber baby food as a baby, made right in uh, Ryan's hometown. Me. Yeah, he fed you, so to speak. <laughs> Really? Texting? We're well, gonna, we're going to have to uh, edit that part out because people might take that statement wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's sidetracked. Nobody listens to the show anyway. Oh, by the way, all listeners tonight, Happy New Year. The checks aren't going in the mail again. So sorry for our six paid listeners. That way we have somebody out listening to the show. You're not getting your check. <laughs> no, we decided we're going to do things different in a new business model in 2017. We're going to get paid instead. I thought we were paying the guests who come on. Nah. Sorry, Katie. Man. (laughs) Just when I thought I was starting to climb up the ladder. Look at this. Gatorade. Gatorade. On our show? Is that allowed? No, it's actually water. I finished the Gatorade the other day. Hold on. Unpasteurized, unfermented water? She's got Bud Light in the Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so confused. You know on I our can go show. Get, if you guys really want, I can go get a Bud Light and join you. Come on, you better. I mean, we'll let you have a water. Oh, <laughs> all right. Here, you can well, stare you, at my burger. You don't get service bringing it to you? <laughs> nah, he's he's playing Madden right now, so. Oh, priority. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Gordy, so, go. Yeah, let's, let's get back to that discussion about hiring an intern. Take a call. Have a cup of coffee. I'm a, I'm a nice bagel. Take a little nap. Fine. <laughs> awesome oh lord so yeah we got dead air quit texting while we're doing a show damn yeah it. like no one else here does that no i'm trying to be all professional in front of the camera i mean we're on there's only one person who can see you <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow okay that that, oh. that was her response <laughs> Nice. Popped uh, right into the microphone, too. (laughs) Cheers. Now, with the koozie around, are you sure that's not just a Sprite can? No, I put the koozie on it because I cannot stand the Ravens. 
But no, it is your water. Okay. Pond Good water. Good old Bud Light. Perfect. See, I, I, I'm the, still with, rocking with the, the fleece one. bird on it. I'm still rocking now, the fleece see, I, one. I'm not cool enough to be rocking all fleece and everything, so I just got our local guy, is Marty's Diesel. That's right. Them. That's right. Shop local. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Derek Rose shops from him, and I mean, he's local. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, Gordyville coming up starting tomorrow night. Do you have the rundown of what's running on what sessions? Oh, I don't. Oh, God. What yeah. are the, which of the 500 tractors are going to be going first? All I know is it is packed. Actually, I do have the lineup right here. So Thursday evening, 10,000 Pro Farm, 8,500 Limited Pro Stock. Flight Fli 1. Flight 1, which did you notice one of the names on there? I know you won't know this one, Katie. but uh, Yeah, I did. Edgar Cross, Double Cross, uh, one of our co-hosts, uh, Carl Cross, his dad and uncle taking their tractor down there for the first time in many years. So, oh my God, we're running two flights. at the. Why did they just run it as all one class? Why did they feel the need to chop up 25 pro stocks and make it confusing for everyone? True. Uh, 9,500 hot farm, 9,500 pro farm, because that oh, makes a big difference. Yeah, that, that's how they broke it up. We got the Missouri pullers, and then we got everybody else who has a farm tractor. Then, of course, the pro farm finals Friday afternoon, 11,000 pro farm, 9,000 limited pro stock, super farm flight one, super farm flight two. What in the F is wrong with these people? There is enough pro farm classes. Hey, all I got to say is being a truck girl, I'm excited to see those three O's and what should technically be three six trucks come out and have some fun out there. Yeah, I didn't check. Are they running old three O rules on it? I did not check that either. They were stating that I think it was the 8,500 pound. Um, I can't remember now. No, no, it's uh, Lucas Oil 3.0, so it's actually 2.6.3.0 Okay, it would be, because it's the oh, East-West Challenge. Oh, that Nick could have come out. Well, it's East-West <laughs> Challenge, so uh, seeing, uh, see, the problem is the Midwest guys, we don't get to see, because we don't have PPL in Michigan. No. Why do we not have PPL in Michigan yet? Y'all got to come out this way. Come out for Rudy's, come out for East Coast Diesel Nationals. Hey, you missed Antrim Diesel Day. See if maybe we can get that running again. But it PPL truck uh, truck pulling and just all the truck pulling out here anyway is beyond a blast to watch. Yeah, seeing just looking through the list here quick, seeing Jason uh, Wayman out of there, one of our West great Western Series PPL puller. I do believe we got to see him in uh, Richland Center, Nick, and uh, Jason Hill. Another good friend of the show, uh, your Western Series points champion for 2016. Going to be making mm -hmm. passes. First time we've had trucks in Gordyville in quite some time. And uh, class, they I'm, heard I was going to be there, so they decided to come on out. See, this is. <laughs> are you comfortable? Are you, you no, okay I'm, there? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Okay, you're go ahead. You're fine. You, you sure you're saving up for the camera talk that I'm not going to be here for? Yeah, maybe. 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 Gonna do it? Keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the Diesel Superstock Invitational. That should be something quite interesting. Uh, Jake and Dick Morgan, uh, pulloff.com sponsored class. And uh, 
Some tough pullers, as always, Kent Payne. Our good old buddy Henry Everman making the trip out from uh, New York to come play. With a time bomb. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, Taylor Van Bleek, I mean, they made a good... good. Uh, Joe, Joe Degenhardt, Dave Henderson, this could be a... T- I wouldn't want to pick this class. No, that's what I was just looking at. I mean, it's going to be a tough class, and that's enough on that. <laughs> I've done my work. i got to behave. Why? Yeah, why? Wait, I don't have to work till Saturday afternoon. Right. What is this being have you speak of? I don't know. See, uh, this I is just, what our I show have is. To know, oh. Are you prepared for gummy bears? That's I haven't all seen I got that say. show since and the nineties. You, know you know what I'm talking about. What? If I what? Are you are you prepared for gummy bears? I wish I knew what you were talking about. You'll find out in Gordyville then. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Did, did, Please that's leave from being cell- around Jason Schultz, isn't it? Please leave your cell phones in the box no? upon entry to the building. <laughs> Is that a cool place down Champaign? Damn, there goes all my hopes. Are, are these gummy bears by any chance soaked in, in an alcoholic solution of some type or another? They've probably been soaking for the past week. Are they coming from Maryland? No. No? I don't, oh, boy. Why do you need to cloud alcohol with gel- gelatinous sugary matter? I mean, that just seems like a... It's because I'm fat, so much okay? fun to eat while riding on the roller. Uh, Is that what they call it? <laughs> <laughs> she bumped Sherry Schaefer off her seat last year. She rode the roller all day. I see. Yeah. Actually, I didn't see. I wasn't there. Oh, that's right. What did you have going? I was in Utah. No, you weren't in Utah yet. No, that's right. No, that came later, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, he he <laughs> passed up Gordyville for a wedding. Not even his own wedding, but a wedding. That's just blasphemy. Mm. I already told a good set of my friends who said they wanted to get married in June. I said, you better pick a weekend that there isn't a pool because I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> We've already threatened him that, with that for... If and when. For when well, he becomes be, a king. This year, it's going to happen, so we've got to figure out a weekend. Wait, you're getting <laughs> married this year? Yeah. Did you propose yet? No. Well, I figured that's There's where There's a process to getting married. Good planning. Good planning. Correct. He does still have a girl, right? Last I knew. Who the hell do you think I was texting? She, she, was, she was tagging him on Facebook earlier today and not in hateful, spiteful ways, so I can only assume that they're still together. But you propose, then you plan the wedding. Typically. Yeah, I just don't believe in your uh, Western norms. I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have to buy a gift, Nick. Ugh. No, you don't. You got fleece stuff. Just give him that. <laughs> hey, Drury, I need a hookup. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when a, when a, the fleece sales guy is a listener of the show and a good friend of ours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need gifts. I've already been married once. Yeah, yeah. You're the. Anyways, for I get in more so trouble. I've got some Bed Bath & Beyond coupons over here I can send you. Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're expired, because that'll make it more interesting. <laughs> How are we talking Bed Bath Beyond and Marriage when we got pulling to talk? 
I have no idea. You brought it up. We're sidetracked. That's it. Anyways, so uh, the, the definition of the show. Definition of the show is alcohol, but the name's just mm, messed up. <laughs> She's thinking so we're just pointless like babbling in. She's listening it to the makes show before. Me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. <laughs> Anyways, no. I love how you all started swaying at the same exact time. <laughs> Did you hear the song? <laughs> I could barely hear it. Oh, it was I Like Beer. It's a pretty good song. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are, are you hearing us all right? Yeah, it uh, cuts in and out, but not as bad as it was what, Friday night. Oh, Friday night. Yeah. She was my date Friday night. Ray chaperoned. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a wonderful chaperone. Much Last bite of burger. Much like a lion tamer with a whip. Yeah. Well, we can only <laughs> hear about half of what he is saying anyway, so... Which was really funny because Katie and I kept giving each other looks going, what's he saying? I don't know. We the worst part was only about halfway through the interview did I realize that we were actually on the live video. And I went, I've been making some horrible faces. I might have to go look this show up. I didn't really care. I don't, don't bug me. <laughs> oh, I felt bad because... We just basically hijacked the show and just talked about whatever we wanted because, well, we couldn't hear Ray. So every yeah. once in a while, I'd throw Ray a question, hoping to God some audio would come in. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we had nothing. Yeah, no. So Ray, we just started talking in, fires Ray. and explosions and crashes and our favorite rides and our favorite tracks and favorite moments out there. And what then Ray said, do, okay, Ray? it show's over. We went, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then Katie and I talked for what, like another two, three hours? <laughs> we, we weren't done. He cut us off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, okay, we're done. Bye. I'm like, oh, okay. Said, okay and I got tanked, oh, too. Okay. <laughs> what, what helps us know? I, I fired up the Second Baptist Bar and Grill for that. First time it's been fired up in a while, which we should... Been closed for renovations for quite a long time. Yeah, ask Katie the renovations are. <laughs> say, when doing you say renovations, well. you mean emptying all the beer cans out so there's a place to sit? Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Hell, there's enough <laughs> in there that we don't even bother to deposit anymore. It's enough aluminum, we just take it in for scrap. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Have you guys seen my laundry room lately? <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'll take a picture and send it to you because normally. Normally by now we're what segment two of the show, we probably got a pyramid started. A pyramid started easily. <laughs> You've got what probably six cases back there now or seven? Probably up to eight. Eight cases from about the past month and a half of shows. That's that's applaudable. <laughs> I got caught to you guys with my beer. You drank a lot. Actually, we, one show we didn't drink at all. And uh, Anheuser-Busch emailed us immediately asking why sales had dropped. Are we offended by their product? Well, you know, any of their stances on uh, political uh, climate issues? And no, we just said we needed to sober up for a nice se segment. And I'm still waiting on them coupons they promised. <laughs> I'd like a good voucher for a new liver and two kidneys. Ah, liver grows back. 
You I'm only need fourth. one of those kidneys anyway. Well, that's why I want two. <laughs> <laughs> I can kill the other one. <laughs> oh, gosh. So. Oh, man. So, so what were we talking about? <laughs> we're trying no to idea. talk Gordyville. And you know what? Point blank, anybody who's listening and wanting us to tell you about, you know, Gordyville and all the action, you know what? I can't do it. You want to know why? Because you will never experience another tractor pull like Gordyville. I've never been to Cloverdale, but Cloverdale's 300-foot track, so people are spread out similar to an outdoor track. Yeah, it's an intimate setting. But I have a feeling it's similar feeling, and well, the beer costs like eight dollars a piece there, so forget that. You go to any other indoor poll, whether it's Kentucky Invitational, Murfreesboro, um, Louisville, Keystone. you're in a Coliseum, Keystone, you're in a Coliseum type building. You know, there's room to move around. Gordyville is compact, tight horse arena with an amazing track with some of the best names you'll ever see. Not only on pro stocks, super stocks, things like the super farm. No, but we get down to the state level classes, the local level classes, the lion eye, you know, badger state, stuff like that, you know. Not only that, everybody talks with everybody down there. I mean, you yeah. meet people every which way you turn, and uh, it's just a blast. You get everybody, even guys who aren't pulling necessarily, just showing up, you know, take a walk around. There's Larry Richwine. Tim Engler's over in that corner. And, yeah. I mean, there's just people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uncle I met someone when I was down there last year. He lived two hours from me. Never met him in my life. Apparently, we were friends on Facebook. So he knew exactly who I was. Walked up, hey, Katie. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the apparently, it was someone who lived just down in Virginia. Yeah, see, that's that's it. You know, we've got a few close friends that we met the first year we went to Gordyville. Yeah. And... uh don't talk with them very often, but uh, you know what? You you go back to Gordyville, and it's like a long lost friend. You've never missed a beat. You quick catch up on, you know what what went on the past year, which is, hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? How was this past year? And eh, how about yours? Drunk. All right, you move on, and you watch the polls. You know, and you re you reconnect with people, but you also make new friends. You know, yeah. we got to know Pete Pesnick better than we ever would. You know, we got to know him quite well at um, the NATP event in Shiawassee, but we really got to know him down in Gordyville. Jason Kirby, another one. Um, Randy uh, Wilkins uh, with uh, Pulling for a Cure uh, mm-hmm. Farmalls. Got to, you know, really got to know him. You know, a lot of people that we've known casually, we've really got to develop better relationships with them just by going down to Gordyville. Yeah, it's sort of the same thing we've... That happens with with the NATPA stuff. We see those guys if we're lucky two times a year, but you know the second you you come around the corner, there they are. It's like you're you know like you said, old friends, and you, you haven't seen them in six months. But for all you know, it could have been six minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, there's some people you see once a year, and it's still you never miss a beat. And I mean, oh. for the longest time for us, that's how it was because you know yes, we did travel a couple of the NATPA polls, but it was uh, Shiawassee to Shiawassee. Yeah. You know, Mason wasn't around, and yeah, we might go to Wauseon, or we might go to Talmadge, but we didn't get to see a lot of them. Right. And, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing, I do believe probably Amber Gravert's going to be down there. Uh, I think so, yeah. I haven't had a chance to message her and find out, but shooting pictures for Brian Lively and The Hook, you know, that's another one. We don't get to see her very often, but mm-hmm. it's just what you experience at Gordyville, I have yet to replicate at any of the other polls I've been to. 
and I've been to this past year, 2016, I think it was close, what, 55, 60 events for polling alone. I never felt ex- as excited to go to a poll. I mean, Richland Center was a pretty big one. I really wanted to get out to Wisconsin. But I've been giddy the past week to go to Gordyville. I haven't had that feeling about any other poll. Well, now that he's done, you want to go ahead and rub it in yourself, too? Sure, I'll keep on running. I've been giddy the past week, too. I have been looking forward to this <laughs> for over a month now when schedule. I first messaged Jeff Butts. I have a little something for both of you, just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Meyer, you will get down there soon enough. We will get you to Gordyville because actually for another event, you know, for the caliber of pulling you're seeing, it's really not that expensive. No. Well... No, even like last year, my dad and my, you know, it was just my dad and myself in a hotel room. And it's a cheap by, event. <laughs> I guess we are going to have to tell about our first year of uh, Gordyville. No, 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 no. We'll do that during the break. No. Yeah, yeah. During the break. But it was bad. It was bad. I told you a bit about what happened my first, what was it, last year, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> you ain't got, you ain't even close. You're not in the same game. You have a guy who slept no. on, you have, you have a guy in the hotel room sleeping under the sink every night? No, there wasn't any sleeping under the sink. Oh, he did, anyways. He, he, he Well, we'll tell that story. We'll tell that story during the break. But <laughs> He uh, had his reasons. Anyways, but what was I saying? <laughs> But, I mean, cost to go in is $20 a session if you just go in through the front gate. So $40 a day. And you go to the back, go and get a pit pass. I think it's like 125 bucks for the weekend. So 25 bucks, And you get full access to everything. Walk anywhere you want. So $125 a weekend. You'll have about $200 in hotel rooms. You can't even begin to go to Bowling Green for two days at that type of money with a hotel room and pass. And tickets. Or Louisville. Couldn't do that. Louisville, you can't do it. I did it. One day, 600 bucks, And that was that was cheap. Yeah. And that was splitting fuel, splitting hotel room. It was still $600 mm-hmm. by the time everything boiled down. So, you know what? Best bang for the buck. Best action out there. Sorry if you're a mod guy or a two-wheel drive puller or four-wheel drive truck puller. I mean, diesels are back this year, but it, it's a tractor pull. That's all it is. Usually only the hotel is something I got to pay for. Otherwise, I get into free for almost any event I go to. Well, there's <laughs> reasons why you get away with that, and I don't. <laughs> You're a lot prettier than him. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I actually got, well, she had, well, we did Google Hangouts for the last show, so I guess she did get to see me. But I did try to stay in the dark a little bit to hide the hideousness. Yeah, you did. Pat <laughs> your phone, let your face up. Son of a gun. <laughs> that wasn't the only thing lighting him up that night. <laughs> oh, I was lit that night. Oh, my God. I got I got done. I'm talking on the phone with her, and I'm swaying back and forth in my, in my uh, bedroom. I'm going, oh, I didn't drink that much. And I looked at the time span. I killed six beers in the span of an hour. I go... That ain't a bad pace, even for myself. <laughs> we need a new intern. No. You're out of beer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Sounds like someone's going on a beer run. Yep. I, did the first I, have one. Something, uh, I have something you and I can talk about, since we seem to, seem to be the only one who's been to Cordyville. 
I oh, Charles has. He video just of that tractor that went. The, and it looked like the dirt looked a little different. I think they brought some new dirt in. It's definitely darker. It was darker yeah. than it's ever been, and I don't know if it was a sled setting or what, but it wasn't balling up like we're used to either. Mm-mm. I was watching it this, as much as my blind ass could see it. I had my phone up this close to my face watching it, see if it looked any different than it did last year, and it definitely did. It looked like it was a little tackier. Well... I'll know in about uh, 24 hours. Well, I'll def- <laughs> I'll be lit in 24 hours. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> You'll know. You just won't be able to articulate. Tell us. Yeah, I can barely articulately talk as it is. I'm amazed I've made it this far trying to throw in big words as job. You know, because he's sitting you years. an announcer. Because <laughs> I talk a lot. Because he never shuts up. Dave oh. Foltz is an announcer for God's sakes. <laughs> I can say that about Dave because, well, him and I are damn near identical. So I'll say you don't you don't know track announcing and talking a lot until you've been on the track with Ray. <laughs> I'll talk <laughs> Ray under the table. Trust me. <laughs> Actually, so with that, we're gonna take a break. This is sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey Screwem and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos, your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper, some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind. Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwem and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied. Not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. Welcome back to Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network, and uh, Katie Johnson is still on the line with us as Drew decides to go and have a smoke break or whatever the hell he's going to do out there. <laughs> really? Remember, remember, there are cameras out there, and I don't want to see it. <laughs> uh, Put your shirt back on. <laughs> oh, man. Did you just call me an old man? I said, oh, man, oh, not right. old man. <laughs> I need to get some old man drops. No, no, you don't. <laughs> anyway, you know, it, go ahead. I said, I don't know how you guys survive up there. I've been to Michigan twice, and no thank you. It is too cold. There's too much snow, too much ice, too much freezing my butt off. I don't know how you do it. Well, see, the great thing about Michigan is, like, in the past 24 hours, we've pretty much experienced all four seasons. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> like the weather, just wait a minute. It'll change. Uh-uh. No, I haven't seen a single flake of snow this year yet, and I am perfectly okay with that. Mm, yeah, I, I'm the old, yeah, actually, the, more, the older I get, the less I like it and, and don't really want to deal with it uh, anymore. I'll, I'll agree with that statement. Yeah. I, the cold <laughs> the cold still doesn't bother me, but uh, snow, I just go, oh, Christ, this is just going to be an ordeal. <laughs> make, make your uh, joints all achy and that hip replacement act up. and <laughs> All the people who are uh, born and raised and lived here their entire life suddenly forget how to drive in the shit. Last snowstorm. Sounds only, like Maryland. I, I only had to pull five idiots out of the snow or out of the ditch the last snowstorm we had. Yeah. 
but uh you know tiny's got family down in, in coastal mississippi and and they say well i don't know how you stand it up there in michigan they said same as you and uh well it's no different you know in the summertime they hide inside with the air conditioning well in the wintertime we just hide inside where there's heat it's the same thing <laughs> we really want to go into that that one cost me a lot of money once what hiding inside from the cold it did most expensive vacation i ever went on and ended up with the oh. small thing running around calling oh. him dad oh oh yes okay you know your, your I nephew i don't want to know your nephew yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. so at some point i, I think we're going to actually have some content in this show oh. was that, uh... <laughs> i was told we were going to talk about cameras or something so i mean i can go get my old film camera well, yeah, that's I got tons of those, but unfortunately, it's getting too expensive to shoot film anymore. And mm-hmm. I really do. They stop making my favorite film. You can't get Kodak stuff anymore. It's gone. Nope. T Max One Hundred. That was my baby. That was my pride and joy. It's all this Fuji crap now. It ain't worth Hate crap. It. No, it's useless. Utterly useless. But I do have to say, you know, back in the back in the day, and my grandfather did this too. Uh, you know, these guys who were beat photographers or what have you or covered motorsports, you know, they'd be sent out with their expense account, which would be enough for maybe four rolls of 24 exposure if they were lucky, usually maybe 12 or 18. And they'd take their pictures and, and send them off Monday morning in the mail to their editor and never even really see the pictures that they took. And most of them would be good. Now in the digital age, you know, you, I'll take five and go, okay, one of those is good. The rest suck. And they were doing it with film without having the ability to adjust or edit on the fly like that. So, mm-hmm. kind of. Hey, I, I had him saying that an old teacher told me. He said, "If you're shooting a roll of film, like let's say a 36 roll of film, if you get one good picture out of that roll, you had a good day of shooting." Yeah. Yeah. Did you read that, Charles? I did. What's happened to the turbo diesel? Oh boy. <laughs> My truck's getting stacks. Oh, man. Are they octagon stacks? No, God, Come on, Diesel Brother. Let's do it. (laughs) Truck did start on ether for quite a while, (laughs) so I popped that gasket. No, no. Dual triangular shotguns. It'll look Mm -hmm. cool on that truck. (laughs) That is if they figure out where the major oil leak is, but that's beside the point. (laughs) Anyways, cameras, cameras, cameras. So I, I... Got kind of pissed off back in the spring because I'd always done done the film camera deal, and I said, you know, I can't afford this anymore. It's yeah, I have this wonderful equipment, but and Grand, Grandpa's gonna roll over in his grave, but it's time to make make the jump to digital, and so I did. But and well, was, wait, wait before you go any further. Yeah, go ahead. Nikon or Canon? Canon. Thank you, God. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> another one out there. All four of us are Canon people. <sighs> A sigh of relief. Because <laughs> yeah. actually, I had my first. I had the first um, SLR before you did. Even did you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because we were using my Rebel XT out out west, and that's when you finally broke down about yep. the twenty D. Yep. Yeah, I bought my twenty right after that. Which I I know it's an old one, but God, that was a great camera for what it was. Yeah, I think I finally got rid of the twenty. I think I don't know. Might be banging around somewhere. It was if if it is and it still works, let me know. It, I want it, that it, damn it was starting to have some <laughs> issues with its uh, basically its main board. It was getting squirrely. Yeah, the, mine mine doesn't work anymore. But I mean, I put a lot of photos through mine. The the thing had rolled over like you know four hundred thousand photos or something. You know, 
It, it, that's, that's an easy weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bunch of machine gun operators around here. <laughs> nope, everybody. No, my first camera was a Kodak Easy Share. That was my first digital camera. Yeah, I had a few point and shoots, but my first yeah. uh, my first SLR was the 20. Mine was the T3i. And that's, yeah, I wound up, you know, that's what we bought this this uh, spring was a T5i. And and just some, you know, real basic lenses. Kit lenses. Yeah, kit lenses. And I, I got to say, yeah, I was mostly happy with what I did throughout the summer, but not in low-light situations. Mm-hmm. But to take a step even back before that, you know, there's certain things I'm looking for out of a digital camera now. I don't need to machine gun it because I kind of know what, what I'm looking for in a shot. But I, but refresh rate's important because of um, if something happens, you want to you do want to have rapid frame rate for two reasons. One, you want to capture what's going on. But the, something, and you guys can comment on this because you have better camera bodies than what I'm working with. I notice that the T5i in particular, if it has, I think there's like eight or twelve focal points that it'll pick out. If it picks the wrong one, the shot's junk. So the refresh rate's important to get to that next next image. I am so angry with the T6i that I just bought. I know exactly what you're talking about with that. And besides that fact, the ISO settings on them are so particular. I had mine set how I normally do with my T3i, which was at 400 ISO. And then I believe I had it at 250, between 250 to 520. And every single picture, it looked like I took a box of cream of wheat uncooked and just chucked it on the picture. It was so pixelized. Oh, I was livid. I am ready to junk that camera, try and cop up another $300 if I can and get a 70D. And pray to God that it is the same quality that you would think the T6i would have compared to the T3i. Because I'm about to deal with my shutter speed issues that I'm having with my T3i and the freezing issues because it's so old and I've taken so many pictures with it over the past four years. I'm getting ready to junk that T6i and pull the other $300 out of my ass and throw it in for that $1,400 70D just so I can have something better. I am so beyond frustrated with that camera right now. It's not even funny. Yeah, and I find I find the T5i will like to hunt, um, especially when I start slowing the shutter speed down. It wants to it'll 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 go for the solid thing that it can get, you know, to, to for the focal distance, which is usually the weight box right on the sled, and it's not not the vehicle itself. <coughs> kind of a, kind of a minor frustration point, but if if you go to that the 70D or the better camera, okay, we're talking double, maybe triple the price, but is it going to perform, and Nick, you would know this, is it going to do what I want it to do? Um, I, I mean, honestly, like doing polling type applications, especially in a lower light situation, I'm still running all manual focus. All right. um, I mean, I've got a 7D, which I forget, it's got six, 16 autofocus points or something on it, or okay. 21, or I don't remember, a bunch. Um, but especially in low light... You know, I mean, the camera can only see so well. Um, granted, I'm running, you know, really high aperture lenses, so I've got a little bit more advantage there because the camera can actually see better without having to amplify it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm For action-type stuff, I'm a manual focus guy. Um, 
I, I'm I've shot video for years, so I'm very quick on focus. And I can set it and know that I'm going to take that picture right here and that's right where my focus is going to be and just wait till that moment and nail it and end up with a perfect crisp photo. And that's what I used to do with my film cameras. But where I want to take it, actually take the take that argument a step further, I know where you're going with it. It makes perfect sense. But I don't necessarily want to have to carry a 30-pound gear bag around with me and, and six different lenses. I would prefer to have a, a do-it-all rig where I'm carrying one camera body and one one lens for the weekend, and maybe there's a you know in the car there's the backup if you know yeah. shit happens. Yeah, I mean half the time if I'm shooting photos, I'm probably carrying two bodies and upwards of six lenses. Yeah, well, yeah, and and Drew knows this. He used to see you know I, well at, at Mason uh, a couple of years ago. You know, I I had a freaking duffel bag of film cameras. Yeah, there was six of them in there with all different lenses and stuff and what have yeah. you. Yeah, I have I have quite an affinity for prime lenses, so I, I carry a lot of them. Yeah, I don't have big enough pockets for that yet. I I gotta say though, I and I I'm really curious to try it out for polling applications. I actually just got uh, Canon's new 40 mil pancake lens, mm-hmm. which is a two eight, um, pretty fast lens, and as fast as some of my others, but pretty quick lens it was only a $130 lens and I got to play with one at a wedding I think last summer and was really impressed with the pictures coming off such an inexpensive lens um you know again 2.8 so great light sensitivity um you know and I think it's probably gonna work really well for a lot of like pulling type applications now what do you See, I, have a, I have a buddy who shoots drag racing and I'm, I've brought him onto the pull track I'm trying to get him onto the pull track and he's thinking of going full frame and he's thinking of getting this, the Sony um, 7R or whatever it is. The only issue with this camera is that it's if you try and change lens, well, it's full frame. <laughs> you don't have any crop factor at all with it. I, no, I was joking. I said it's not a Canon. Yeah, it <laughs> is the not problem a with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other issue besides that is that that gold piece that's right there yeah is the sensor on it it has an external sensor instead of in, an internal like a canon does hmm. so if you're changing the lens and you get one speck of dirt on that that body's ruined yeah no i don't yeah, like that at all especially um, in the environments that we're working in that's not gonna yeah a lot, gonna a lot of dust a lot of dirt i i that's part of the reason why if i'm shooting i like to bring the two bodies because i don't like changing lenses at a pole if it can avoid it yeah. I, yeah yeah you're opening that up to that horrible dusty nasty environment <laughs> yeah. I I've like to say that I've mastered the quick lens change and that's usually if I have someone else there standing with me and I start tossing them lenses and flip them all around real quick and I've refused to do that in an indoor event if I can help it but it uh, because I haven't had the money to get a second body I've had had to change lenses unfortunately I did that a lot at Gordyville this past year I had I was shooting with my 70 to I think it's a 200 300 I can't remember right now when I was down on the track and then because I got to ride on the roller with flea um I would switch to my kit lens my 18 to 55 and I was getting overhead shots of them loading up into the um sled and I got some badass shots up there but I knew I wasn't going to be able to get those with the 70 because it was just too zoomed in for me to get those mm-hmm. now, so now- 
and that's you know like the, I've I really want the the L series uh, twenty eight three hundred zoom lens because I feel like that's a good one one size fits all carry it do it everything. No, it's not perfect for it's not optimized for anything, but it would do everything I want it yeah, to I do. Yeah, it's an L series lens. It's going to be a great lens, but yeah, and, and it's expensive, um, and they, and they hold their value apparently because I can't find one even used for <laughs> what list is on it. Second, you put that little letter L uh, yeah. anywhere on that lens, uh, they they hold the, their value very very well. The seventy, the, they offer a seventy three hundred that actually is reasonable on price. But there again, now I'm back to two lenses again because mm-hmm. if I want to go out and do pit walks at 70, it's still too zoomed in to do what I wanted to do. Yep. Kind of a frustration point. But um, you guys can comment on this better than I can because you've got experience maybe with, with some of the D series model Canon bodies versus the, the, the I series. What's Is it worth the extra money to go to a D? Uh I haven't shot with one personally on track yet, but from what I've seen from people who have, it is a hundred percent worth the money. Yeah, they are they are really superior in every way. I mean, if you're just starting out, I I can't say a bad word about the Rebels for their price. They're fantastic cameras. Um, mm-hmm. Their their first and biggest two issues are are one they are a plastic camera. Yeah. <laughs> End to end, top to bottom, they're plastic. Um, whereas you, when you get into the, actually, I think the seventy D is not full magnesium. Um, what the heck is that noise? Anyway, um, probably my computer. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> um, I thought I was the blonde. And then, in, to your point, that's my concern. If I go to like this L series lens on the T five I body, am I going to be starting to stress that ring? I, I mean, I know, like, I, I run actually a Tamron for my big Zoom, uh, one of the LD series. Um, they're seven, I think it's a 7200, um, but it's a 28 all the way through. Um, and it has its own mount. You actually mount yeah. the lens to the tripod, not the other way around. I um, want that lens so bad. Oh, I love that lens. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sitting here biting my knuckle. Like, oh, oh, I want that. Um, well, if wherever it'll pull together, I'll let you play with some of them. Um, don't don't tempt me like that. You won't see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I so, will I will hunt you down. <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's cameras or guns, when you're offered the chance to shoot, you shoot. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, but you know, and that that's one of my. Every time I pick up a rebel, they're they're just so flimsy. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Canon Canon has to do this on purpose. The button layout on the rebels is awful it is absolutely awful every rebel they've ever made um you get up i'm grabbing my rebel you get up into the d series and their operation is so much simpler and more ergonomic um they're uh they're just they're much better designed cameras they're full magnesium body um they're strong they're weather resistant they're i mean they're they're great cameras, and then the tech behind them is pretty fantastic too. Now, here's something. Here's a here's a question for you because you 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 have them. Something that I do like about the Rebel, though, over the D series, is the way that the LCD screen on the back works. On the on the Rebels, you can flip it over and close it. And the way that I tend to use a camera, 
on the D-Series, my nose is going to be on that LCD screen all the time. Mm -hmm. Smudging the crap out of it, which, okay, minor annoyance. But how often are the settings derived from inputs on that LCD screen where I might inadvertently change something that I didn't intend to with my nose? The D-Series do not have touchscreens. They don't, okay. It is all button-based. Um, gotcha. and... This is what I do with mine. I leave mine out, so that way it's sitting straight out, and then when I'm shooting, it's sticking out. So that way I'll shoot, 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 and then I'll look to the side so it doesn't touch my face at all. Yeah. And then when I'm done, flip it back over so you can't see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have always liked the, the feature where it folds in screen in just as a more or less a protective feature. Protective measure, yeah. Um, that, that's really nice, but, uh, you know, on the other hand, the... They've got, you know, a hardened gorilla glass type substance over the screen on the D series versus a plastic cover like they do on the the Rebels. And the Rebels, it it Mm -hmm. actually has to be somewhat flexible because there is touch screen capability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're capacitive. Yeah, yeah, personally. This is is my T6i. I'm just glaring at it because it gave me so many issues this past weekend it, w- it was a wedding i was shooting out of anything oh, of course it, i wasn't even doing anything that required any motion and it was still the grainiest pictures so i want to kind of check this thing out the window right now so, something you might want to try with it is um I, i'm trying to remember what the numbers are off the top of my head but you'll notice as you're going through your isos you've got your even ones you've got your 100 your 200 your 400 uh 800 uh, there we go yeah right in front of me yeah you're a little close <laughs> Um, yours doesn't have them. Interesting. Nope. Maybe, maybe that's a rebel difference. No, the rebels are pretty much like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, the rebels are set up for basic people who are used to shooting with a basic camera that has the basic ISOs, not yeah. anything. Um, it, it, it is the best camera for someone who is a basic shooter. Yeah, like like my camera has a three twenty for ISO. Is mm-hmm. one option, and that's I've shot with those. That's actually the a, a native multiplier of the cameras. The, the camera actually doesn't have a native ISO of 100. It has, I think, a native ISO of 80 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, when you stick to the multiples of that, which it offers, you get much cleaner pictures. Interesting. Now, I've always I I ran my camera this past summer in auto ISO mode. I didn't manually adjust it ever. Thoughts from you guys on that? Uh, um, I, I, I I've been doing it a long time. I run auto foc- or you know manual focus, manual ISO, manual aperture. I run full manual on my entire camera, shoot raw. Um, I, I like my camera to do as little thinking as possible and let me do it. Yeah. Um, I'm comfortable with managing managing you know shutter speed and, and aperture myself, but ISO not as savvy on that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, really, really, my general philosophy is ISO is kind of always my last resort. Okay, I've pushed my shutter as low as I want to go, whether it's due to image blur or whatever reason. I don't want to go any lower than this. And my aperture is either as wide open as I want to go to get the right depth of field or as wide as my lens will accept. And I don't have enough light, so I'm going to start pushing up ISO. And it's it's basically always last resort. I'll often you know push it just a little further so I've got a little wiggle room and don't have to you know because you can change aperture and ISO or aperture and shutter speed much quicker on the fly yes. yeah. than the two or three buttons involved in changing the ISO. Um, but yeah, I mean to me it's always keep my ISO as low as possible because it keeps the noise out. 
Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That and that's. I'm almost on the same page. The only thing that I keep automatic is my focus, and that's just because my ADD brain, along with my OCD brain, cannot handle trying to manually zoom and get something to focus on, or manually, I should say manually focus, as the truck is going down, because I am too paranoid, as we talked on our la- the last show that I had with Andrew, what that something is going to come off the track and hit me. So I keep it, everything else I set as they go down and I change it as they're going if I have to, but usually I have it set before the truck starts going down the track, but I keep everything else as automatic as I can so I can focus on what's coming down at me so I can run if I need to. Yeah. And that's my main reason for keeping the focus automatic. And and other than that, that's really the only thing I keep automatic. So that's the main thing I'm worried about is the focus. That's a fair point. And I will say, depending on the lens I'm using, I will run autofocus sometimes. Like, in particular, I've got a... um, a 1740 L series um, that's got the ultrasonic focus system in it. And that lens is much better at focusing than I am. Um, It is instantaneous focus. And that's that's another reason why I prefer, depending on where you're set up on track, the the auto focus pieces. If I'm, if I'm manually adjusting zoom already to have a particular tight detail shot or something like that, it's the vehicle's coming at me at 30 miles an hour yeah. and so i'm constantly adjusting zoom as i'm taking pictures i don't have time to adjust focus through that range i i, 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 I haven't done after. a ton of uh shooting at poles but when i've done it i tend to kind of do like my zoom in two stages i start out zoomed way in and as they start to get a little too close in the frame i'll back it out to as far out as i'm going to be at the end of the track yeah. and then I can always crop a little if I need to, but that way it frees up my hand to do the focus. And that's how I treated it with the the film 35mm SLRs, because you don't have time to re-rack a shot anyway. Yeah. You're, you're getting, per pass, if you're lucky, maybe four four images, and most of the time it's not going to be worth your trouble to even take that many pictures, because two of those four are going to suck. Yep. So you, you mm-hmm. really get two, if you're lucky. And so, but, but, you know, digital, I don't have to limit myself i guess in that sense so let me ask you guys this uh, flash really low light thoughts i hate it hate it i use it but i hate it what what flash are you running a cheap amazon flash okay <laughs> um i personally and frank scott and jr give me tons and tons of crap for it at least they did last year because i finally broke down after two years of never running a flash and never using a flash, I finally broke down and bought one um, just because I was going to some real backwoods tracks where they had maybe one light and it was in the parking lot and that was the only thing that lit up the track. And I personally don't like how it freezes everything because I like to have tons of motion in my pictures, even if it's half the the truck is blurred and half isn't. Hmm? You like the motion blur? I do. Yeah. I love it. And I, I've i gotten some good shots with a flash where I've had my diffuser on it and I've had it pointed up slightly so it's not directly shining on the truck. But 
it's still not the kind of quality that I personally like to get. It's not the style you're going for. Yeah. I was yeah. just saying, yeah, with with yeah, with aimable flash and diffusers, I think um, you can get back to some of yeah, that. Yeah, the, the the little bit I've done with a flash, um, I'm running a five eighty ex, one of the Canon flashes, mm-hmm. um, and that has a little built-in bounce card and a diffuser. Mm-hmm. And so yep. I'll, I'll pull those out and point it up at 45 degrees so it's more fill light than directional. Yeah. Um, you don't get nearly as much output off of it that way, but it doesn't look like it was taken with a flash or not yeah. nearly as much. Um, yeah. I haven't really gotten to experiment with it with pulling. I, for the most part, do not use on-camera flashes, um, whether it's a photo shoot, a wedding, it's what I, I have multiple mono lights on stands and I have battery packs that power them. Right. And I will set them and, you That's know, a different, different try, idiom, yeah. Yeah, try to do strategic locations where I can just switch channels with my transmitter and utilize those in pre-positioned spots. Yeah. So that yeah. it's not that now for from on, the camera look. For on-camera flashes, what are you guys seeing in terms of refresh rate? How quick does it come back in? It depends. It on, depends. Depends on my How's battery and, and my output level. Gotcha, okay. Um... My my 580 uh, with full batteries can recharge a full flash, which I almost never use because that's just an outrageous amount of light, almost instantaneously. Now, 20 minutes later, 30 shots later, it's up to five, six seconds. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. A few more, the batteries are already dead. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if I used it more, I'd buy an external pack for it. My, my mono lights are pretty much instantaneous no matter what now correct me if i'm wrong don't the d-series have more battery capacity does that influence the flash at all do they cross talk or no no the battery the, the flashes have separate batteries okay um and i and like i said if i used it more i would definitely they make these big battery packs of the size of a um i don't know what what are these size of either they're probably you know half the size of a box of kleenex yeah okay. you know and you put it on a shoulder harness and there's a cable that goes up to your flash and gives you mm-hmm. you know incredible capacity and recharge times but they're a couple hundred bucks for a good one well definitely something for some stuff for me to think about heading into 2017 so I'm going been. through my my pictures right now, trying to find some ones that I have of a flash. I'm just, ugh, I'm cringing at every single one. <laughs> I hate, I, so I hate actually, on camera flash. <laughs> some some of my favorite pictures back on the film camera were actually instances where I managed to capture somebody else's flash going off. It just made for a <laughs> real interesting shot. Yeah. People out here, before I got my flash, I swear they stayed at night for the pools where I was at the same track with Frank or Jr purely to hear me scream across the track at them quit using your flash i caught it again oh i would go off on them whenever i'd catch their flash in a shot oh you'd you'd hate working with me (laughs) (laughs) well bringing in in 800 watt second lights (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah why is my entire shot white (laughs) (laughs) definitely not a fan i'm i'm Anytime pictures start talking, I start going through my own pictures to try and find examples. Of course. And it's just, if it has to be used, I will use it. If it gets to the point where my ISO has to be turned up so high, it looks like I chuck some salt on the picture, then I'll bust out my flash. But yep. for the most part, I try and control it and try and control the light around me so it doesn't 
need to be used. Yeah. What What do you find uh, with, with yours you can run like as a max ISO without starting to notice it? With my T3i, I could run 800 easy Okay. before you really started to notice it. What I'd probably get maybe three or four good shots in with it up at 1600. And then I'd start getting pissy and be like, oh, all right, I got to put this on. And I put on my, my bigger flash that I have and put as many diffusers on it that the thing had just to try and keep the light as low as I could get it. Okay. Um, but when, when you're shooting with a flash, are you, uh, are you running the flash manually or are you doing the ETTL? That flash, it's such a POS. I try to run it as manually as I can, and it, it syncs up to the camera to try and match what my ISO settings are on there, so that way you can try and make it as powerful. But the way that that flash is set up, I have to turn it off in between every single truck that goes down the track, because if I let it sit on for more than 10, 15 seconds, it stops working. Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah, oh, it is. Amazon quality right there. Box came and it was all Chinese writing. What is it, like a newer or something like that? Or It's like, it, I think it's a Sigma. I don't have it. It's out in the truck right now. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I tend to, when I have to use an onboard flash, I will actually, it's one of the rare occasions I'll let the camera do some thinking, and I will use the ETTL, but I will typically then go in and um, at least on the D series cameras, they have uh, they have exposure compensation and they also have flash compensation. Okay. And so I'll go in and I'll knock the flash down a good two full stops and then push the camera the the exposure compensation up a stop and a half or so. Um, so it minimizes the flash use as much as possible, but still the the the, the five. 580? Yeah, 580. It is really, really smart. Um, it has uh, an onboard uh, focus system that uh, that actually communicates with the camera, uses a little red beam, and fires this little beam. The camera reads it and knows exactly where to focus, which in low light, as great as I can be as manual focusing, if I can't see, I can't focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The flash can. Um. So I will often give up control to that as well um, with that, that flash. Would be, I can see where that would be useful because so often when, when we're at events, I'm trying to do the photography thing, but also we're announcing. Yeah. And 99.9% .9 of the time, it seems like we're on the side of the track that the lights aren't. <laughs> so we're always we're always shooting something Have in shadows. Have you looked at us at all? Well, yeah, there's good. Well, the lights are on us. As well as the pulling vehicle, but it's it's moving in front of us in but, shadow. But yeah, you're you're shooting into the lights. Shooting into the lights, which and is it's always just, a nightmare. Deckerville, Deckerville's a huge one, and it's actually Deckerville's doubly bad. That's the worst. It's the worst because you're shooting into the sun. You're shooting into the sun, and then you're shooting into the lights after the sun mm. goes down. And I can't think of how. Actually, I, I started thinking about this, and, and somewhere there is a there's a god who hates announcer photographers because how many freaking tracks can you name where the announcer's stand is shooting into the sun on an evening poll? I mean, Carsonville, Peck, Armada, Deckerville, everywhere. And, and even if you're not trying yeah. to take pictures, it's just plain annoying and blinding. Yeah. 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 
I have one track that I go to. It's local around here. I don't know why it's set up the way it is, but their lights are so far off their track that the entire track itself is all shadowed. The, the stands are lit. The passing lanes lit where the tractors sit once they're done running. And the entire track is just one big shadow. And the lights aren't any kind of bright lights. They're those old yellow halogen lay out Sounds and get like a, a tan under bulbs. Sounds like a, uh, what an old, it's probably a, probably a horse track or an oval track and the, the pulling track's inside it so the lights aren't aimed right. I honestly don't know what that track used to be. All it really is now is used for the fairs for that town and the pulls there, as mm-hmm. far as I know. Carol, that's another place where we got the, you know, not so much for the sun, but the lights, the artificial lighting. Yeah. I could go on. But anyway, <laughs> we, went, we went all kind of camera geek, which I liked. Yeah. So, uh, um, so just an interesting kind of side note, because um, it's something I've kind of wanted to bring into the polls, but also have very mixed feelings about when they've been at polls, is drones. Yeah. Um, you know, you can pull some really cool stuff at a pull off of one of those. Yeah, um, you can. Uh, mm-hmm. on, on the other hand, I, I'm surprised that I haven't already heard of more events banning them based on some of the ways I've seen some of the guys who have them there piloting them. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> then there's the noise factor as well. They which were isn't... cool about the first two, three poles, but after that, it's like, okay, guys, enough's enough. It's really getting past. I do like it. You know, Steve Nichols, one who really truly utilizes it quite nicely. Yeah. With the video he does with it. But there's a lot of people who really don't know how to utilize it. And drone footage is great when you utilize it with a land mounted camera. Yeah, where you can cut in a shot. Yeah, yeah, that's where that comes in. It's a B-roll thing, not not your primary camera. You know, you look equivalent of the blimp cam at you know at at an auto race. Auto race. Look at the NFL. They got cable cams that they run. You know, um, PPL's been running them. That you know, it's not for a main shot. And at this point, yeah, it's neat, but it's losing a lot of its luster real quick. I don't need the overhead shot. I don't need you chasing it down the track. Give me two fixed cameras like we've had for many years and where I can actually physically watch the tractor go down the track. Yeah, yeah, I, and I agree. Um, I mean, I think it's it's a very uh, a cool and unique shot, especially, you know, being able to pull out and see the entire event at times. Um, good lord, that echo is is frustrating. What's going on? Um, we're we're getting this weird repeating. Oh, it's gone. Thank God. Yeah, a bad <laughs> feedback loop or something. Yeah, yeah. It might be the heat turning on in my house. That might be the sound. It's ticking like crazy over here. It's not ticking. It's an echo. So yeah, you know what though, guys? Mm-hmm. I gotta get going. So thanks, Katie, for coming on. I'm gonna let these guys bug you some more about cameras so we will see you in uh about tw- well you're going to be down there friday so i'll see you friday night i'll either i expect a beer cracked and ready for me not a problem hon <laughs> peace out special correspondent
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to say, out here, we don't really have issues with drones just because most tracks out here seem to have police that are the security and they expect you to expect you to have FFA clearance to run a drone. Um, they care more about having the Facebook live videos. They don't want that. Some tracks do, some tracks don't. Yeah, we... We've, we, 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 we've talked about that subject a few times on the show. We've been on both sides of that issue. And, and actually, thankfully, the local sanctioning bodies in this area, anyway, embrace it. Yeah, seem to be all in favor of anything that resembles publicity. Um, yeah. you know, now, we have a, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the buck out here. Oh, yeah. Um, they will kick you out if you are caught doing a Facebook Live video. And I love the buck. I covered their whole diesel diesel power fest that they had there. And whenever the Eastern Extreme was out there running, um, the tractors and the semis, I was out there. And I got it from Mike himself. Do not do Facebook Live videos on my track. Okay. Yeah. It's their their place. Yep. You know, everybody's allowed to make their own rules. I know, um, you know, as we've talked about it, you know, kind of the way I view it anyway is – if you're a person who would pay to be at that poll, um, a live video is not going to discourage you. You're not staying home because of that. Uh, um, you know, you're going to want to be there. I'm sorry. Vid- video, you know, I'm kind of a casual pulling fan. Um, I do very much enjoy the sport, but I'm not uh, I'm not a hardcore fan. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I watch, unless there's some kind of carnage, uh, videos of pulling do nothing for me you yeah. put you put me in the stands where i can feel it going by exactly. and 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 hurt my eardrums and inhale the dust and smell it. the diesel and okay now we got something <laughs> watching a video of it the only way i'm gonna watch a video of it is a like i said something just blew up and it was kind of cool or i couldn't be there and wanted to see that pass you know, I, yeah. there's no way, at least in my view, now I'm, obviously there are uh, contrary views to this, and if it's your event, it's your event, your rules. Um, but, you know, I would only think it's only growing the sport by uh, publicizing it. And, and if the video is, you know, showing something cool, maybe they'll come next year. But yeah. uh, I agree 100%. I think. I agree with the event holders who don't want it, but at the same time, I personally use live videos and pre-recorded videos that they put on later to see what that specific track is like if I've never been there, mm-hmm. to see if I think it's worth me making the 11-hour, 15-hour. I've yeah. been offered to come out to California now, just I'm not, and I'm not going to come out there if I don't know if that track is worth it in my mind yeah. to make that drive. Or to make that flight. Yep, there's certainly an aspect to that too. It's a matter of doing doing your homework. But yeah, I, I think the to extent the life piece really is benefiting people who couldn't be there anyway. Uh, you know, I'll use Keystone as a perfect example. Last year, it's not that it's impossible to go, but it's a nine nine hour drive from here to get there. And it, it t- for me to take the vacation time to go out to Keystone means there's an event here that I'm not going to be able to attend because now I'm using those days to go to Pennsylvania. So I was appreciative that we had it live streaming. Yeah. I, I so. hope you weren't watching my live video and you were watching Pulling Radio Network's live video because mine was a little uh, more of what goes on on the track side. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe I have to go back and find it now. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you know, we we live streamed a couple events last year, yeah. the entire event. Um, we did. You, you know, and and I, I, a we didn't advertise them too much, so no. I, you know, it was more for us to learn rather than to actually yeah. have people it was, see it. It was as much of a proof of concept as it was, uh, you know, anything else, because uh, we were trying to kind of take it up a level beyond yeah. just you know a cell phone at the end of the track kind of thing. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I know a number of people who did get to view it who were pretty excited to be able to, you know, Tanya being one of them. Yeah. Um. You know, just because they couldn't be there. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was down in Georgia all summer, so she got to watch. Yep, she got to. She, she got, got to, to hear you it. announce a poll where she wouldn't have otherwise, yeah. and she got to see some of the vehicles she looks forward to yeah. go down the track. And yep. you know, um, I can say anyone who wants to go to Keystone, it was described to me by none other than the world famous Logan Thomas as the most fun you can have with your clothes on. Logan doesn't get out much. <laughs> well he is uh he is a sled boy so yeah well that's where he belongs locked in his cage at the back of the track <laughs> all right i don't have too much else katie you i'm good i am crashing here all right well we'll let you uh get on with your evening i appreciate you taking time out tonight and spending it with us here uh through our Idiocy. Idiotic ramblings. Yeah. <laughs> Usual brand of silliness. Oh, uh, it was fun. Thank you for having me. And I am, uh, now that he's not here and I can talk about him freely, uh, my condolences and sincere apologies for anything that he may or may not do throughout the course of the weekend. You know, and 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 I I feel one one more thing has to be addressed since he has left. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. There's something very important. Yeah, something very important. Seeing as you know, he was a pansy and has to get up early. Is this true? <laughs> yes, it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, it's gonna be a good weekend. And with that, I feel like that's uh, that's a wrap. You agree, Charles? I'm done. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out. <laughs>